Welcome back to the first episode of Hot Mess Podcast for 2024. Happy New Year! This is such an exciting year. Without jinxing it, I don't want to do the whole this year is going to be my year spiel, but there's just something in the air this year where it's just feeling really positive, but also a bit unhinged and just my vibe, you know? So I feel like it's going to be a good year. I also do love an even number year. I don't know. It just feels like it's going to be a good one. I saw this funny TikTok the other day actually where it's like currently tossing up whether to be whether to be like responsible and celibate or absolutely unhinged and go off the rails. And I'm like, oh, let's just find a healthy balance this year. Let's try that for once, shall we? I feel like I left off last episode being like, I'm going to take a little bit of a break, but don't worry, I'll come back with lots of messy content. I did not lie. I did not stutter. I'm not sure how many weeks it's been since I last posted an episode, but your girl's going to provide the goods. I don't even know if I can fit everything in one episode. There is like separate episodes I want to do based off my experiences that I've had the past few weeks. It's been a lot. I was going to record last week, but I just realized I was having so many days in a row where I just felt angry with the world. So I thought, you know what, another week off won't hurt. And I'm in a much better mindset mentally and like feeling a bit more positive and happy and ready to just go balls to the wall with it. You know, I have set goals for the year. I'm not going to go into all of them because a lot of them are so like kind of personal and stuff, but I discussed how I made my vision board for the year on the 11th of the 11th last year. I'm very superstitious if you weren't already aware, but I'm really happy. Some of it's already coming to life. Like I got tickets to the Formula One. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. I'm so like, I have not been this excited about a sporting event possibly ever. I'm very excited. I love the Formula One. I'm very, very, very excited. I did just go to the tennis this week as well. The Australian Open is currently happening. One of my goals this year was to go to five different sporting events. So I've, or, well, I've done one. I've got tickets to another. There's polo coming up. However, I'm not really sure if I'd be into polo. Um, I want to go to ice to ice hockey to AFL of course and whatever else comes along I'll go to anything we're continuing our sporty streak this year plus the Olympics is coming up so I'm really excited about that what else did I tick off oh I've started running again which is kind of a big deal for me because for a long time like so I grew up I loved running I would go running on weekends and I always forget that I like kind of trained as an athlete when I moved to Melbourne, (laughs) when I did full-time dance, I'm always like, where did I whip this out from? Oh yeah. It's probably just like the three years of full-time dance training that I did. Oh, that makes sense. Like sometimes I forget that I have that in me, but I think it was 
January 2nd this year, I was like, I'm going to go for my first run of the year. I'll just ease into it and try to work my way back up to like my usual standard. I whipped 10 kilometers out of my ass. I have no idea how I did it. I like walked some of it, ran most of it, like, but I did a 10K. And I was like um, messaging mum like on my phone. I was like, I think I just did a 7K. And then I checked my like watch and I was like, hold on, that was 10 kilometers what? I was shocked by my own abilities. Um, so really proud of that. Have I done another 10 K since? No, I haven't, but that's fine. At least I know I've got that dog in me, but (laughs) yeah, proud of that. So that's another thing ticked off my list. Will I be training for a marathon? No, do not expect that from me because I'll probably won't enjoy it and then I'll want to quit running. But I think the whole thing about why I quit running in the first place is like being diagnosed with PCOS and having issues in the past with my body and how it's functioning and stuff and losing my period. I was so scared of running again because I knew it would spike hormones that weren't good for me technically, but I also just don't want to miss out on things that I enjoy, you know? And my friend Sarah posted a beautiful TikTok video and I, my heart goes out to her because I feel like she and I, we've had discussions about this previously about being a woman when something's not quite right with your body and your hormones and, um, having your period and fertility and stuff like that. You feel very much like there's something very wrong with you and, I was thinking about it today when I saw the video, I was like, yeah, there's been so much holding me back purely because of my mindset of, oh, what if this happens to my body and I'll just feel like there's something wrong with me. But I also just don't want to miss out on things I enjoy because either way I'll be unhappy. I don't know if I'm explaining that very well. Maybe I'll have to bring Sarah into an episode. I would love that. But yeah, so I decided screw it. Running makes me happy. I haven't done it in years because I've literally been terrified of the effects that it would have on my body. But sometimes you just need to live life. So TikTok also is really loving telling me that Geminis are going to have a really good year this year. And I am listening to that with my entire heart. You know what I find really funny, which I've noticed recently? I'm going to talk about this later on about like some experiences I've had with men. People are always like, you don't really... well." mostly a lot of men who I've experienced, um, have said, oh, you don't really believe in astrology and compatibility and stuff like that. You don't listen to that, do you? But so many men I've met recently are super into the Myers-Briggs personality test. And like, I find it interesting, you know, but I'm kind of like, so you're not going to believe in the moon, which affects like the planets and the tides and, you know, everything was in a certain alignment at the time you were born. Therefore you're functioning in a certain way and capacity, but you're going to listen to just like a personality test, which again, very valid. I'm not disregarding it because I find that interesting too, but I'm like, don't tell me astrology is dumb when you'd like take that test. And like, I literally had a guy, I was on a date with a guy And he was like, let me guess your Myers-Briggs personality test type. Mind you, he did get it like half correct, but I was still like, oh my God, imagine if I was like, I bet you're a Pisces. I bet he would have been like, ew, that's an ick, you know? 
But I guess what I'm just saying is I'm listening to astrologers right now and I actually think the universe is taking care of me. So I'm in an extra good mood today because this morning on my way to work, I got my favorite caramel ice latte. I got it for free. And then I got to work and one of my colleagues gave me a French baguette with ham and brie on it, which is like my favorite thing ever. And he got me that for breakfast. And then tonight I went to Pilates and I got the Pilates class for free because the instructor was just really kind and generous. And so I'm like, you know what? Good things are out there in the world. You just have to really appreciate the small things sometimes. And I think the universe is also telling me to save money. So I might have a wholesome year. I have come up with some predictions of what I think is about to happen in 2024. So hear me out. I've read in the list some of them you've probably seen online as well. And I've just been like, you know what? I 100% agree with that. First one, Tom Holland and Zendaya get either engaged or they get married this year, but we won't know about either of them until months after it's happened. Like they'll be super private about it and then it'll be released to the media in like some really cute way. Like Tom Holland will probably just post a photo of it to his Instagram out of nowhere, like how he did when they like hard launched their relationship. Number two, Travis and Kelsey... Wolf, Travis, Kelsey, and Taylor Swift, I think they're also getting engaged. And a lot of people have tried to like rebut me on this and be like, oh, they haven't really been dating that long though, have they? I don't care. These people are both in their 30s. They have since announced that they actually started dating like back in May. I think Taylor said that in her Times magazine interview. And I'm just like, I feel like they're two people who know what they want and they clearly make each other really, really happy. I think they're a really well-suited couple. And if they break up, I would actually be devastated. I think they're quickly becoming my favorite celebrity couple. But I think they're going to get engaged. I think it'll be around 4th of July weekend in America because I know it's like one of Taylor Swift's favorite holidays. I feel like it would happen around that time. I think lots of TikTokers are going to be at the Met Gala. I think we're going to see Alex Earl and Chris Olsen there. I think Jacob Alordi is going to keep riding this wave that he's currently on because he's in so many movies right now. It's actually a bit ridiculous. I see his face everywhere, but I think he's also going to have a tote bag line come out. Or he's going to be the face of a large fashion company and also walk in a fashion week show. And I feel like it will either be Paris or Milan. I don't think he'd do New York. New York's is like fairly soon. I think it's in February. But I think he'll walk Milan or Paris Fashion Week for a really big brand like Prada or Bottega Veneta or Dolce. I'm not sure, but he will. And he might have a tote bag line. I just have a feeling it's in my boin, my boins, my bones and my loins. Anyway, animal print is going to make a huge comeback. We've already seen that the mob wife aesthetic is becoming a big thing, which honestly I find such a relief because as much as I love the clean girl aesthetic, it's so hard to do that when you're a fucking mess like me. You know, 
I do love the faux fur coats. I love the big sunglasses. I love a red lip. I just bought a leather trench coat on sale that has black fur trim around the wrists and neckline, and I cannot wait to wear it. I'm so excited. Anyway, short nails are going to be a thing, which again, relief to my bank account. Pencil cut jeans. I'm thinking Audrey Hepburn and breakfast at Tiffany. That style pant is going to be very in. Um, I think that Olympics is going to be absolutely huge this year in terms of like, I feel like every year that it happens, it's like very culturally relevant to that time. But I feel like there's so much happening in the world politically that it's going to be a massive deal. And I think we're going to see a lot of very interesting interviews with different athletes come out of it who will be voicing their political opinions. I also think there's going to be a lot of public scrutiny um, around whatever it is that they say. Um, Also, the British women's soccer team, the Lions, they're not in the Olympics. So I feel like that's going to be massive especially coming off the World Cup last year. I think the Olympics is just going to be huge. I think George Santos and Gypsy Rose Blanchard are both going to have reality TV shows. And when they do, like, I just, if they don't, I'll be shocked. I think they're both having reality TV shows. I think there's going to be a lot of major celebrities getting cancelled now that the Epstein flight list has been released to the public. I think also from that, we're going to see a lot of other celebrities calling out big name celebrities wrongdoings. I think it's going to be like the Me Too movement again, but instead of it being the focus of Harvey Weinstein and um, directors in that field, it's going to be like everyone who was linked to Epstein. And I think it's going to be really interesting. And a part of me does look forward to it. In Australian news, I think Collingwood and Carlton will have a grand final. I would love it if it's Collingwood Carlton because they've got such a huge rivalry. I'm a Collingwood fan and I would just love to see them in a grand final. I think Tate McRae, Sabrina Carpenter and Renee Rapp are going to cement themselves as new pop it girls. I think they're going to be this generation's versions of like Brittany and Christina and Gwen Stefani. Like, I think they're the new version of what those girls were. I am so excited. I'm going to be seeing Sabrina when I go to see the Eras tour, and I absolutely love her. I really want to see Tate McRae. I've been following Tate McRae since she was like a competitive dancer when she was 12 years old. So seeing her rise as a pop icon is so fun. I feel like if there's a Britney Spears movie made, Tate McRae needs to play Britney. I feel like that would just be so iconic and she can move. She like, she needs a headset. Somebody give the girl a headset so she can dance and sing, please. I'm begging the universe. Give that girl a headset. I think Renee Rapp is going to be so major, but I'm so worried for her because I can see that people on the internet, I literally saw a video earlier being like, Renee Rapp is so annoying in her interviews. And I'm like, oh no, she's going to have the Jennifer Lawrence effect where she's so cool and says the funniest things in interviews, but people eventually just get tired of it. But I think she's just keeping it real. I think she's hilarious. I also love her. I did see the new Mean Girls, the musical movie. 
I do have thoughts because I hold that musical very dear to my heart, but Renee Rapp is an icon. I love Renee Rapp. I love, love, love Renee Rapp. We're going to see Timothy Chalamet on an episode of The Kardashians. We will. We, we will. That's all I've got to say. We will see him on an episode. I think the coquette girly aesthetic I know last year, literally in my last episode, I was like, I think that's here to stay. I want it to stay around for a while. It's already dying out. That was stupid of me to say. I think it's going to be a pipeline from that into the 90s old money aesthetic, like really preppy, very gossip girl vibes. I think that's going to be the next comeback. And to parallel that, we're going to have the grunge aesthetic meets mob wife. Michael Finch is going to release a cookbook. If Michael Finch doesn't release a cookbook, I'll be disappointed. I want to know what he's cooking in the kitchen and Dylan Mulvaney is going to be on a major magazine cover. I really want Dylan to be on Vogue magazine or Harper's Bazaar. I would love it. Love it. Love it. I think it's time that the universe has somebody like Dylan on a magazine cover. So yeah, they're my predictions. A big part about what I wanted to discuss today is dating culture in Australia, because there's a lot of videos currently blowing up about that. And also what makes you attracted to somebody like the law of attraction and kind of like, what is your first initial thought when you see somebody you're attracted to? Because I've kind of realized recently, I was having a really good discussion about this with my manager the other day about how some people straight up are attracted to people based on their looks when they first meet them, which is totally valid because like when you first meet somebody, it's not like, you know, their entire backstory. I don't think I'm built like that. And my manager thought the same thing. She didn't think she was built like that either. And we hadn't really met many people who thought this way, but I feel like I'm very attracted to energy. And if I feel like somebody is like warm or opening or like positive, I feel like you can tell that from somebody when you first meet them. And I find that really attractive, almost more than somebody's looks. And I think that's what makes dating apps so jarring to me because I'm also a terrible texter. So the two combined just makes life really hard. Um, So I was thinking about how in Australia, there's been so many videos because we have a lot of people living over here. I feel like we've got a lot of people from the UK, um, and Ireland and America. I've made so many friends from different countries recently, specifically those ones. And they've all said that the dating culture in Australia is absolutely shithouse compared to their own countries. And I'm like, you know what? Yeah. Yeah. Because in many, many other places, you will just go up to somebody and have a chat with them in public and that's totally normal. Whereas in Australia, you don't really just like meet people at a bar or at a cafe or at a restaurant or a bookstore, you know, you just don't have that. And I feel like so much of it has to do with the fact that we've kind of got like this weird tall poppy syndrome in that we are so the first to like, if somebody comes up to us and has a conversation, we're not attracted to that. But just like immediately like, why are you talking to me? I feel like it's a weird tall poppy syndrome in a way where it's like, what makes you think you can talk to me? But also it's just like a confronting thing, which doesn't make sense. 
it actually doesn't make sense. So that's why so many people use dating apps. It's because it's like a safe place where it's like fine to talk to a person who you don't know. But I think I'm a bit of an old fashioned romantic when it comes to this. I would prefer it if somebody came up to chat to me in person. Because some of the stuff that I've been receiving online, I'm like, (laughs) please stop. Please stop. That's an entire other episode. But I just really find energy attractive. And I think some of the experiences I've had with men recently, which has been honestly really bad. Like it's kind of been the worst I've experienced in a long time. I asked my friend Lexi, why do you think I'm attracting this sort of behavior? Because I definitely don't think it's what I'm putting out into the world. Like I actually think if anything, I like, I thought my energy would be like repelling men in a way, but instead I'm getting like the most unhinged weird things happening. And she put it in such a lovely way and it was probably just to gas me up. She said, you're putting out an energy in the world that's like making men want to stand out in the most rogue ways possible. And I'm like, ugh, literally just buy me flowers and take me out to dinner. Like I do not need, it's not even like romantic stuff. It's like, I'm terrified. Leave me alone. So I feel like this is why I find the laws of attraction so interesting because it's like, firstly, what makes people behave a certain way when they find somebody attractive? Secondly, what makes you initially attracted to somebody? Because I genuinely believe there are two different mindsets. There's the people who are attracted based off looks when they first see somebody. And then there's the people who feel the energy from somebody who they see in a room. I feel like you can actually see somebody's energy in a room. You can tell a person's vibe from like 10 meters away. I genuinely believe that because that's how I feel when I am attracted to somebody. I can see their energy. And my manager said the same thing. She felt like she can feel and see somebody's energy upon meeting them or even just upon being in the same room as them. Whereas I feel like a lot of my friends and my manager said this about her fiance as well. They straight up would say, I wouldn't even hold a conversation with somebody if I didn't find them attractive. Like if I were wanting to pursue anything and I'm like, but doesn't energy come into it? No, for some people it actually doesn't. They wouldn't have a conversation with somebody if they did not find them attractive physically. And I don't know why that shocks me so much, but it genuinely does. And it had me thinking about a specific incident in year 12. So I moved schools in year 11 and I immediately clicked with this one group of girls and they really welcomed me in. And some of them I'm still super close friends with, which I love and adore. And you know what? I'd still have a chat with any one of them would probably go out for lunch and pick up right where we left off. And they're just those kinds of girls, you know? And I think the interesting thing about law of attraction is that it doesn't only work in terms of romantic partnerships, I think it also very much speaks volumes in friendships as well, because you attract like-minded people into your life. Oh my God, stop emailing me. Anyway, so this incident, so I became friends with this group of girls. And then in year 12, I was sitting in a study period with one of the girls and there was another new girl who'd just joined us that year. And my friend 
turned to me and said, I don't know why she's hanging out with that group of people. She is far too attractive for that. She should be hanging out with us. And I was gobsmacked by this statement. It, I think about this all the time still clearly because I'm now 25 and I'm still talking about it because in my mind, I initially thought back to the year before when I became friends with this group of girls and I immediately thought, oh my God, did you only welcome me in the way you did and immediately allow me to be friends with you guys based on the fact that you thought my looks were worthy of being associated with you? I was very confused by this and I think it all ties together in that I liked that group of girls because... I liked their energy and I was like, oh, I actually really get along with a lot of you. But then again, even in friendships, it comes down to who do you want to be seen with? Which is so wild to me. I don't know why this has my brain like I'm just like it's it feels like my head's been shaken about thinking about the fact that people don't even want to be friends with people who they find physically unattractive. And I know I keep saying the law of attraction is if what I'm currently discussing is what the law of attraction is. I know it's not, but I feel like it kind of ties together in that the actual law of attraction principle is that you simply attract what you are. And it had me thinking, do I align myself with those values? Because I don't think I do. Because clearly it's the complete opposite. And then you can also like do the whole, oh, well, opposites attract, which makes so much sense because so many of my friends base who they want to be with or be seen with off their appearance. So it's a very, I don't know. I'm questioning a lot of people's mindsets currently. It's also like when you see somebody going through a breakup and they keep saying, oh, the person I was with was so attractive, though they were the most attractive person I've ever been with. People were going to say I was punching, yada, 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 all of that kind of stuff. When I hear that, I'm like, firstly, you're putting yourself down. Never, 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 never do that. But also, if your relationship was bad with that person, think to yourself, what else did they bring to the table aside from their good looks? Because if it wasn't anything else that you wanted in a relationship, then why are you with that person? I can, I don't get it, which I also think is the problem with dating apps and why I struggle with it because I really struggle to just make small talk out of a picture of somebody. And I feel like it's just superficial in a way. Like, yes, I do find people physically attractive and I do, like, I have, I've admitted to it previously on episodes, I definitely have a type of person that I am attracted to. However, if they don't hold a good conversation, I'm not going to stick around. You know what I mean? And I think it all comes back to, I hate to say it. I hate to say it. (laughs) This is going to say so much about me. I loved John Green novels as a kid, as a preteen. And there was one quote that always stuck out to me and I always think about it. I can't remember which book it was in. Maybe The Fault in Our Stars or Looking for Alaska. It was one of them. And it's the quote, we accept the love we think we deserve. And when I tell you, I think about this quote all the time because it's so true. If we're not providing ourselves with the love and grace and care that we as human beings need to have a happy and healthy life, 
then we're going to end up with people who also don't treat us with that kind of respect. If we're not respecting ourselves, nobody else will. It's like that RuPaul quote, if you can't love yourself, how the hell are you going to love somebody else? It's so, so true. You can literally rewrite it in so many ways, but how you treat yourself will become a reflection of how somebody else treats you. And which is why I think it's so important to base your attraction to somebody off their energy and not just their physical appearance. I don't know. I would love to hear what the audience thinks on this. Do you find somebody attractive physically first or do you feel like It sounds so woo-woo saying this, but it's almost like vibrational. You can feel somebody's energy when you meet them. Do do I sound like a freak? Do I sound like a freak? I need somebody to tell me. Do I sound crazy? I need the audience to tell me. Do you find somebody attractive based off looks when you first meet them or are you attracted to energy? I feel like this is going to be so divided. Without even meaning to, I feel like I've brought the laws of physical attraction (laughs) back to like the universe. This episode has gone full circle circle without me even meaning to, because like the actual law of attraction is like actual like manifestation and seeking what you desire in the universe and stuff. And it's that whole thing. Like it's about letting the universe know what you want and then working towards it whilst letting go of how it comes to pass. And also like, I think our thoughts and our feelings and our dreams and our ideas become physical in the universe when we start presenting ourselves in a way that it's like, this is what I want. And then we'll receive it, you know, but it's also one of those things. I don't believe that you just get these things like by wishing for it, you have to work for it. And that comes with also working on yourself. And I think doing that in a dialogue and in a work on yourself, you're going to find like-minded people who will become attracted to you and who you will be attracted to as well because you will understand that your feelings and needs kind of align with theirs. I feel like the simplest way of putting how I feel about attraction and being attracted to energy more than somebody's physical appearance, I feel like the simplest way of putting it would be like to say people like magnets And you will find yourself being drawn to people who are like you. So say you are more of a negative person, you will probably find yourself surrounded by negativity. But if you are positive, you're going to be drawn to positivity. So it's just about where you focus your energy and you will find the right people to match you in that aspect. And I don't think you can get that just from looking at somebody and being like, yeah, they're hot. Or I hate even using the word ugly, but to describe somebody as ugly, you're not going to see them as any more than face value. I don't know. I just think there's so much more to people than that. And I think we're now getting really superficial in how we approach romance and we just need to strip it back to actually having conversations with people and 
learning about people and learning about their desires in the world. So I think that's my intention for moving forward with the podcast this year and continuing the dates and creating messy stories for you all. More than anything, it's like, I want to meet interesting people and I want to provide interesting people for the podcast too. And I want to bring on people who are challenging my thinking and are bringing a positive attitude. And I think that's, yeah, not only on the podcast, but dating in real life. This is my intention for the new year. And you guys can hold me accountable for any times that you think I'm not pulling through with this, but we are focusing on people's energies this year and what people can bring to the table. And that includes ourselves. What do we bring to the table? We need to be self-aware enough to know what we bring to the table. I personally bring great hair, smell great, variety of lip gloss, sometimes a funny sense of humor. And aside from that, I'm like, Ugh, the rest is just a whole lot of je ne sais quoi. And just like you guys, this was a weird episode. <laughs> but you know what? We're starting the new year off with a tangent. We're going to deep dive more into these kinds of topics this year as well. We're going to bring guests on, aside from the dates, who are going to discuss a wide variety of topics. I can't wait for some of the people who I already have plans with. Of course, Final Date with Timmy Tim will be coming up soon for the season two finale, I think. Um, and But aside from that, we've got a lot of really fun guests who I look forward to having more of these types of conversations with about attraction and also like repulsion, which I'm so excited about. I think repulsion is up next <laughs> because I've got things to say. Anyway, I love you guys. Thank you for sticking around on this tangent with me. I can't wait to hear your thoughts. I'll post a poll to Instagram the day this is released and I want to hear are you more attracted to physical or vibrational, like a feeling, emotion, energy, more energy, more passion? Is that what you're attracted to? And then I want to hear your thoughts. I really want to know why it is that you feel that way when you first see somebody, when you first meet somebody. All right. I love you guys. Let's go into a really good new year with a really positive attitude. Love yous all. Bye.